podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, hello, here we go, it's the Copyright Podcast. What is happening everyone, welcome back to the Copyright Podcast on a brand new show to talk about some famous players we've had over the years and I just thought we'd, well me and Christian thought it'd be a good idea to start episode one with the career of our crazy mad genius that we had uh, for a few years, Louis Suarez. Uh, we thought that would be a good starting point. Obviously, we'll go on to do hopefully a few more legends um, and obviously a few more quality players that we've had over the years. But yeah, I'm joined by Christian as always. How are you doing, lad? Yeah, I'm good. It's always nice to talk about Louis Suarez on a Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> Tuesday afternoon. Why not? Yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah, that's, there's worse things to be chatting about, isn't he? So. <laughs> cup of coffee and a cup of tea for you and Luis Suarez being the subject. Yeah, it's not too bad, not too bad. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, let's let's just dive into it. Obviously, we're not going to go into like loads of detail. We will probably more on the Liverpool stuff when we've got some stats and stuff that we're going to throw up on screen and stuff just to chat through and just see how amazing he was for Liverpool and beyond. He was just absolutely, you know, he was absolutely crazy, but he was absolutely one of the best I've ever seen anyway, and I know probably the same for you, Christian, in terms of quality and drive, and he had all of, he, yeah, he was just an amazing, amazing player, but he also had a dark side, which is uh, held him back a little, I mean, not held him back in terms of his potential, but in terms of like getting to from club to club, it's maybe stopped it a little bit. Um, and I mean, just like just reading like early days on like the insight uh, fountain that is Wikipedia. Um, yeah, he when he was a kid, he, he had a car ran over his um, his foot, breaking his fifth metatarsal bone, and it just says, in spite of the injury, he continued to play, which just is like, why not? I mean, it wouldn't have been surprising if it was like he broke his foot, and then the day after he was like, yeah, I'm sorry, I'll go and play on the street with a uh... exactly. No, because I remember even in Liverpool, we probably come to that as well. But he, he I, I read that he used once used like Steven Gerrard's boots because he had a swollen ankle or something like that. So he still wanted to play, but he couldn't fit his feet into his own shoes or football boots. So he actually borrowed Steven Gerrard's something so he actually could fit, you know, fit his foot in into that one. So he he wanted to play even though he broke broke that bone in his in his foot. So yeah, it probably says a lot about uh, Luis Suarez. I think that's just that just typifies Luis Suarez to me. I think I mean I know we're going to come on to the later stages, but I'm sure a player says I can't remember who it is. I'll try and find it while we're doing this. That like he's the mo- like he's he's never known a player that will just carry on playing with niggles. It might have been like Glenn Johnson or someone like that. Uh, that played from a bit. I just said like he's never known anyone just to like be battered and bruised, his legs scarred and whatever else mangled, and he still just goes, yeah, yeah, just pop me a few paracetamol, and I'll be sound. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, like he joins obviously national youth team at age fourteen, and then at age sixteen, um, back to Wikipedia again. Um, he, he apparently headbutted the referee after showing um, discontent following a red card, uh, and then it's, it's a, it goes on to say, although a sport editor claimed he accidentally fell into the referee. Um, do you believe that's that? What, yeah, believe that's that? what he did all his career when he had the problems. He, he fell into, into the situation. He fell into someone's arm five yeah, exactly. times. <laughs> exactly. Uh, well, we know he had his temper, so um, I would not believe that he fell into the referee. I think he actually, you know, with his temper, actually had put it in. But obviously no evidence that I have seen. But uh, I, I do believe the Wikipedia... A page you say you know with that kind of stuff that is fell into seems a little bit too weird for me to be honest <laughs> again <laughs> it's just like just typical what i expected of a louis suarez upbringing just like just going a bit crazy and obviously it says i know wikipedia is not like we keep, i keep making a joke but like this is i imagine this is pretty much like not verified but i imagine this is like exactly what happened to a degree in terms of what he went through as a, a kid because apparently it says one night he was um he was caught drinking and partying prompting his coach to threaten he would never play unless he started playing football more seriously um and i think that's i mean i didn't that's that's surprising because i thought like obviously he's got a feisty side in terms of when he plays football but i thought maybe it always seemed to me like the football side and the like personal side were different I always thought like he came across in interviews as like a really nice fella a family man but then obviously this is before 
that. So it's he's obviously got a bit of a, a bit of a wild side, that didn't he? Yeah, but you know, I feel that when you like you mentioned there with Luis Suarez, when he got on the football pitch, he kind of just switched to another person. Like his personality just switched because, like you said, he seems to be a nice dad, a nice partner. You know, he seems quite laid back when it comes to his private life and all that. You don't really read into much about his private life or what he was doing and all the photos you've seen of him and his family and his kids. You know, it all looks very nice when it you, you do see them, but you don't really hear much. But then as soon as he steps on the pitch, there's so much going on. Just not in terms of, obviously, world-class quality of a footballer, but also the, the incidents that happened, you know, that the bad stuff. So it's totally different person because if he was behaving like that outside football, he will probably won't, you know, he wouldn't be with his wife or, you know, having, you know, he would, you know, that probably wouldn't happen. So he seems like he just turns into someone else when he goes on the pitch, which which I like though. I like it. And I think there's, there's, there's a few players like you can think of that are like similar, like like two scousers I can think of top mid Wayne Rooney and Steven Gerrard as kids. Like they were really, really quality, but just saw red from time to time and just went sliding into tackles like knee heights, just like really, like really bad challenges. But that's like the will to win is there, and I think that's something that especially like South American players are renowned for having that yeah. kind of fight and. Uh, in the blood, and that's why that's why when a player like that comes to your club and shows the the passion like that, that's why they're endeared to you even more because you you kind of you see a bit of yourself in in that as a fan watching from the stands. So um, that's why we love them in a very in a, in a very small sentence there, but obviously we'll get more into it. Um, and then obviously it was at Nacional um, for a bit. And he was found by a group of scouts from the Dutch club Groningen when they were there in Uruguay to scout another player. As they watched, he won and converted the penalty and scored a wonder goal. Wonder goal. Uh, after watching only that match, the scouts approached Suarez and said they wanted to buy him. And after and the season after, Groningen paid Nationale eight eight hundred thousand euros for him. Um, so that's like uh, in terms of like his movement there. So Groningen, uh, Nationale, sorry for one year, then Groningen. For one year, but like the progression was already obviously there, wasn't it? Like, if they didn't even the scouts didn't even know he was a player they went to go and watch, but the fact that he caught the eye, I think that's from the Suarez we've seen and at Liverpool and obviously beyond <clears> that, you can you can see why that was the case because he just wore his heart on his sleeve, didn't he? Yeah, um, you know, I obviously can't remember seeing him playing for you know, obviously not national, but I can't remember him in Groningen. As well, I, I just remember him from the Ajax time, obviously. But from you know playing in Ajax, and you heard about this uh, striker who scored many goals in the Dutch league, as many do. You can't you know say that because someone actually do it, they would become great. But you heard of this player who was brilliant for Ajax, and you saw him in some you know European games or whatever. But if you look at the progress progression of him from Nacional to Groningen to Ajax, it goes quite quick for him to just you know leave as a young player to actually become a really really good player and then when it comes to us it doesn't take long until he's actually world class and then he keeps that level for a long long time and obviously after the time with us and stuff so it seems like his career actually you know went really really quick uphills it doesn't it didn't take him long to adapt it didn't take him long to you know develop it just from straight from that he actually scored for Nacional when he was really young he just went from from there to Europe and then to the big clubs and the big stages so yeah not many players do that in that kind of quick way, which is something unique as well, I guess, you know, that you actually just go and do your job and you score loads of goals in whatever club you are in, in whatever league you're playing, you just do it. And that's, you know, tells something about his talent. Yeah, definitely. And I think like I just missed as well, like he won the, um, the league with national as well while he was there, um, which is another, another thing. And then obviously like you said, so age 20, he then moves um, to Ajax, which, like you said, at a young age, moving to a club like Ajax, who are renowned for m- making great stars, and he was signed for on a five-year contract for uh, seven and a half million euros, which is, like you said, where he started the the rise into the the player that he was, and obviously, stats-wise, like he was. Let's see if I can get them up there quick. Um, First year Ajax, he played thirty-seven, scored fifteen. Second season, scored f- 
22 in 44. Then he scored 28 in 43. And then the massive one was 2009-10. So in his, what, one, two, fourth season, he scores 49 in 48 appearances, yeah. which is like... You know, competition, I blown, isn't it? Yeah, 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 and that must be all competitions as well, I guess. Like, that's all comp- uh, yeah, so yeah, that's, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Erdovizzi, he gets 35 and 33, and then he gets in the cup, he gets eight and six, and then Continental, he gets six in nine. So, yeah, 49 goals and 48 appearances. Yeah, that's, I mean, and, and we know like Dutch league isn't like the best league, but in terms of like those numbers, and I mean, like, you can, I think that's why when play like teams like from Premier League like sometimes get a player from the Eredivisie sometimes it's like is it going to be a Suarez or is it going to be a Kesman Matea Kesman like it's one of them like you can yeah. you can you can score loads of goals in Eredivisie but that can be a level and you can, the level can't be upped but with Suarez it was always going to be a case of that you can go better than this isn't it yeah because there's, there's so many examples of players who have scored loads of goals in the Dutch league for example and then progress to uh, other European better leagues like Premier League uh, and never made it really. Uh, so, you know, you can't just rely on because of them scoring in the Dutch league, they will score loads of goals in, for example, Premier League. But yeah, he obviously did. But uh, yeah, I, I think, and you know, what I can remember as well, like that's the season when you actually really understood that there was a great player in I they all always had great players, but where someone actually stood out and scored so many goals, you're thinking, who is this kid and what you know, where he's from and all that. So that's when I first started to actually get my eyes on him. And uh, that was before there was any links to Liverpool. So obviously when the links started to come up and all the rumors, you know, even if it went quite quick, um I remember there were talks about, you know, Liverpool being interested in Luis Suarez from Ajax. And you were like, oh, this is the guy who scored many goals. This would be great and all that. But then I don't really remember more than all the rumours around it until it actually happened. Um, but yeah, I was happy when that came came around because you thought like you, you obviously needed some uh, firepower. You didn't know what was going on with Torres at the time. Uh, you know, he... Would he stay? Would he go? And all that. And we, you know, thought of Suarez and, you know, the links were coming up. And you're thinking, yeah, that's someone who could play with Torres and that would be great. Uh, but yeah, that, you know, with him scoring all the goals in Ajax, I was really happy with Liverpool being interested. But if it was going to become reality or not uh, at the time, there we didn't know. Yeah. And I think it's one of them, like, so that season, he gets all those goals. He wins Ajax um, Player of the Year for the second straight year and Dutch Football of the Year. And then, obviously, with the with the upsides, there's downsides. And the downside is the year after. First, biting instant number one. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's 2000, November 2010, he bit. <laughs> just sounds mad in a sentence. He bit someone. But um, we know that that's like, that's just his MO, uh, just biting, just having a nibble of someone's arm. Um, <laughs> PSV's Otman Bakal on the shoulder during the um, a nil-nil draw with PSV. Uh, Ajax suspended them for two matches and fined them for an undisclosed amount, which the club said they would donate to a good cause. Um, the Dutch daily newspaper, The Telegraph, or The Telegraph, I don't know, I'm just butchering the Dutch language here, Christian, stop me, stop me. Um, he branded, they branded Suarez the cannibal of Ajax, um, and then the KNVB uh, increased Suarez's suspension to seven league matches. Um, obviously, Suarez apologised through a video he uploaded to his Facebook page, and that was like, obviously, we've just talked on a little bit about his youth <laughs> uh, misdemeanors, but that was the first. As far as I know, there might be others. And correct me if I'm wrong in the in the comments or whatever. But according to Wikipedia, and I keep this is like the fountain of all knowledge here. Um, that was the first time that he'd done something like that in a game, which is you could see. Where he could see the red mist could descend, and um, if maybe if the game wasn't going to the standard that he wanted to, and he wanted to just do something crazy, maybe to maybe to change clubs, maybe, maybe I think there's just you know, uh, you know, certain situations where players like Suarez just see red. You know, I don't say it's right or anything, but you know, there's some people or players now when we talk football, obviously that they just do stupid things without thinking 
and we've seen it before with other players, but obviously with biting someone, it's to take it a little bit further. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, yeah. Uh, so, you know, obviously when that happened and also with the rumours about, you know, Liverpool wanted to, to buy him and all that, you were a little bit like, oh, you know, you read 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 up on it and you thought like, uh, you know, what what happened? What is this kind of player, you know, will it fit into, you know, Liverpool and the Liverpool way and all that kind of stuff. But uh I was living living in England back then. Uh, I wasn't really concerned and thinking of plays like I do today. I was, you know, today I can actually check more and be more of a more of a nerd, if you know, if you like, to actually see what kind of player Liverpool is after. But when I lived in England, I was younger. I was out more. I was going to games. I didn't really care. I just enjoyed, you know, having a drink with mates. So. If there was any good players linked with Liverpool, I was just happy. <laughs> you know, yeah, buy him, and we get to see him. You know, in the stands, and everything, everything, you know, will probably be all right anyway. Even if we had really bad periods at that time, uh, you know, in terms of being good on the pitch. Yeah, and I think, like you said before, the whole um, bringing Suarez in to kind of complement Torres—that was like a dream scenario, wasn't it? Because I think it was was a deadline day, twenty eleven. We um, we got a a bid accepted. Uh, by Ajax for 22.8 million which now that you look back on that I know it was like what 11 years ago and inflation and whatever else and prices and footy going crazy but to mm. get Suarez for that price at that time maybe we're taking a risk because of like the season before where he had the biting incidents and Ajax maybe had maybe less suitors for him to less clubs coming in for him because of that and they, maybe clubs didn't think don't want to take a risk on him just in case he does that for us and misses 10 games or 12 games or whatever else but um, yeah, Suarez comes in and we lose Torres, um, which um, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't ideal because obviously. But then, like Torres was kind of had so many injuries and he was kind of going off the boil a little bit and wasn't the same player. I don't think as he was in those like from two thousand and seven to like two thousand and maybe well maybe the first two years actually two thousand seven two thousand nine maybe to that bit of two thousand and ten and then after that it was a bit he wasn't quite the same player and injuries took the toll and then it was kind of the point where Chelsea were coming in with mad bids and you were like go on then to have him where we're all just going to get Suarez and hopefully he's going to take over that mantle as the as the main fella and he he, he did that didn't he he did that yeah uh, and I agree with the Torres things going on obviously everyone was disappointed because he left for Chelsea but with that price that we you know the offer that we received and like you mentioned the injuries that he had and he wasn't as you know explosive in a way you know being a striking way he scored his goals but he was not the same Torres as we saw the first two three seasons um you know so when the offer came in and we probably you know had Torres coming in we thought like we get someone's younger who just scored loads of goals for Ajax even though like I said you know it was a Dutch league as well but you know something new something fresh uh, and I think we both needed it. Like Torres probably needed to leave, to be honest, and we needed someone else. It kind of came to a standstill where he always, obviously, relied on the owners to, uh, our, the, you know, the, the owners we had before uh, uh, FSG came in and stuff. Uh, so um, he relied on them actually investing in the in the squad to become better. But obviously, there were only lies, and you know. Nothing in in what they said, so he was disappointed. So I, I can understand that he wanted to leave as well. You know, he saw the money in Chelsea, and probably at that time also they had a really great team, and obviously he went to win stuff as well with them. So you know, at the time he was disappointed, but looking back now, it's probably the best for both. So with Suarez coming in and taking over from uh, Torres, it's only you know looking back now, it was only the best thing to do, and uh, <laughs> the way he actually took on that role is you know it's legendary. Yeah, it was. It was indeed. I mean, I would have loved him to stay longer. But yeah, we're, we're on the we're on the best bit now. I mean, everyone's we're 19 <laughs> minutes in and we're now on Liverpool, which is like says a lot about Luis Suarez and his career um, um, up to date in terms of getting to Liverpool and the, and the stuff that went before it. But yeah, so we got rid of Torres. Um, so Torres was like 27, 28 when he left. And yeah. Suarez was like 20... Four, twenty-three, twenty-four. Um, yeah. so we were getting like, a, like you said, a younger, not not the same type of player, but a younger striker to come in and take over the role. And just thought this would be a good time to throw um these Liverpool stats up because we can just go through these um as and when. So yeah, so we just t- talked on National Dronigan, Ajax, um, and then he's 
But for us, on the 31st of January 2011, um, made his debut on the 2nd of February 2011 um, and obviously scored. And the goals, like, I just want to talk about that because I think the other one, the other screenshot might be better, actually, this one. So, obviously, he comes in the January, doesn't he? And he plays, so he's obviously not played, got a full season, but he still gets four goals in 13 games. And what was your what was your thoughts of him just on that half of the season so far? Uh, well, I, I was there for the Stoke game. Like I said, I lived in England, so I went to all the games. I was there for his debut, so I remember that, obviously, and it was a bit of a lucky goal, but he still scored, and you felt, you know, this feeling that, you know, it's important for someone who comes in after Torres, who's going to be a striker, who's going to have his first game for Liverpool on a different level than the Dutch league, and, you know, playing at Anfield, and he scores, so that was good. But I remember, you know, being a little bit concerned the first his first time in Liverpool because... Like the stats says, like it was uh, 13 games, four goals. It's not, it's not bad, but you probably hoped, you know, he probably could have contributed a little bit more. But again, you come to a new league, to a new um, club with new teammates, and you don't speak the language and all that kind of stuff. Like we're talking about Darwin Nunez now as well. You know, sometimes it takes a little bit of a time for someone to settle in. So, you know, a little bit concerned maybe, but not you know, worried in any sense. But yeah, I thought he was okay. And I can remember, you know, you felt that he had something all the time, just like we can say about Nunez as well. Now, you know, you just you could tell that Suarez had something that we just only hoped that he could develop to something even better. Yeah, and I think it's, um, like I said, the Stoke goal, bit of a mad, bit of a mad goal the way it goes in. I think it's like rolling and one of their defenders tries to... Yeah, I think it's Ryan Shawcross or something post. like that. Yeah. I think it's yeah. Shawcross, I can't remember. Shawcross, yeah, I think it was. I might, yeah. yeah, I think so. And then he hits the post and goes out and you're like, but that's a good omen for a striker to score on the debut. Yeah. They tend to be good. So that kind of was like a little tick box. Like, there we go. He's got his, um, his debut goal. And he yeah. Um, yeah pushed us on up in the league. He's one of our best players. And we went up from 12th, <laughs> 12th in the league. Those... Um, the good days, uh, not yeah. um, up until to finish sixth in the league, which, I mean, to, compared to today's standards, that's not good enough either. But for the club we were then, um, it was um, a good step forward. But then we move into 11-12, and you've got 17 goals and 39 appearances. Um, so what, what what were you thinking during the, the second season of, of Louis Suarez? Or the, I suppose the first full season, actually. Yeah, no, it it was good. You know, you don't like we said he scored loads of goals in the for Ajax in the Dutch league, but then he actually scored uh, seventeen. Uh, even if it's in thirty nine games, it's quite a lot of games. Um, you know, for someone who's still new, but you know, it's, it's still good stats. You don't expect it to be twenty five, thirty goals straight away in a league like Premier League. You know, you need to be something special. Uh, obviously, he will show that he was special later on. But, you know, I thought that was a decent first season. And he helped Liverpool progress in that way. We could see that, you know, with him playing for us up front, something is happening. We are being better. We can actually build a team and a play around him as well. And obviously, with Andy Carroll being his partner, playing up front, sometimes, uh, obviously, we bought him as well as a striker partner for him. And it was a little bit like the big English striker with the like, like the smaller, quicker, aggressive Uruguayan lad. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, I, I thought, you know, that it could be something really good, like a partnership that could work, but it never really functioned in the way. Sometimes it did really well, but it didn't function in the way we thought. So, but, you know, for Suarez to score 70 goals and to contribute to us being a little bit better, you know, that's what you wanted to see. You want to see us progress and you want to see him progress instead of, you know, scoring five goals in his second season and only add one goal from the first half season or whatever, you can actually say, oh, okay, he scored four goals in his first half season, but now he's actually scored 17. It's a it's a big step and he's developing and that's what you want. And he's still young and he makes us better. So I, I was happy of what I can remember. <laughs> yeah, and obviously I mean, we're talking about like the highs of Suarez. You've got to talk about the the lows. Well, obviously the um, that was the season with the Patrice Evra um, yeah. ab- racial abu- abuse, which is one of those things that you look back on now and it's kind of like you do cringe a little bit like just the way maybe it was handled was just maybe the wrong way Um, and we won't go into too much detail on that but like that was kind of like we said like he was just crazy (laughs) he was just crazy um, in the heat of the moment in games and that was just something that obviously is just absolutely 
horrific you can't uh, be doing stuff like that it doesn't matter if it's a game of football or whatever just in life in general like you need to be a better you need to be a better person than that uh to be doing than doing things like that but um and on the, on the 20th so that was obviously the united game on the 15th of october 2011 um, on the 20th of December, uh, the FA concluded the, concluded the seven-day hearing, handing Suarez an eight-match ban and a £40,000 fine. Um, yeah, what were you... I mean, don't want to go into too much detail on this because it's not it's not a great topic that we want to delve into in too much detail with, but it wasn't it wasn't a good time, was it? That was like, especially like... Because when I look back now, I always think it was like later on that, you know, when you're just thinking about things in terms of like chronologically... Yeah. But like the fact that it was so soon into his Liverpool career, that was like the. I think that was probably one of the most disappointing things, wasn't it? Yeah, and like you say, I I, I do remember obviously the incident, and I remember uh, you know everything that happened after, and I remember being really annoyed with what was going on uh, because we only just had him for half a season first, and this was his first full season. And that things happen, and then you look back to what you you know read about you know Ajax with the bite incident and all that kind of stuff. And you felt like ah, oh, not this, you know, it's not good for the club. It's not good for him. This might be something that comes back and bites him, and we maybe will get rid of him. You know, you didn't know what was going to happen. You you just started to really really like him, and you felt like should I should I like him now, or you know can I like him now after this yeah. or. What, what actually happened and all that you kind of questioned yourself and your yeah. should you be supportive to him or should you you know back take a step back and do- it was really tough but I guess you know as long as he you know whatever whatever happened as long as he kind of you know admitted that he everything yeah. that happened was wrong and he apologized and you move on then I'm all up for you know supporting someone who needs to help to actually become a better person or whatever it yeah. doesn't matter what in what kind of situation in life i guess if someone's actually saying sorry and being genuine about it okay let's move on and i'll be supportive to you instead of being someone who you know turns the back to you so that's how i see it anyway so i thought okay we let's move on we want suarez to be our player and to be one of the best players hopefully because he showed that he had something so i look back on it now feeling you know that it was really bad and i didn't know what was going to happen but I'm just very happy that he stayed obviously and because I was a little bit scared you know that we were going to get rid of him yeah at that, at that time that, yeah and it wouldn't have been surprising to be fair I think if we were in a bet if we were in a better position maybe in terms of squad we might have but I think we were kind of reliant on him because we were he was so good and obviously it's like to still play 39 um games is is like you said it's quite a lot considering the ad um an eight match um ban. So exactly. when did the eight match ban start from? So it was it was it pretty much it was from December, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I, yeah. I think so. I can't, I can't remember now because obviously, you know, uh, 11 years ago. 11 <laughs> years and many beers since then. Uh, and, <laughs> and at the time as well. But uh yeah, I think so and you felt like it was it was bad obviously also because he scored the goals and we knew that we were going to lose him now for eight games. And we felt that we needed him because then we had to rely on Andy Carroll, who was a little bit injured as well and didn't really, you know, f- fit in in the way, the way we hoped. And I can't remember who was playing, you know, with them as strikes as well. But we really, we, we didn't have any more good options, that's for sure. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, that was bad because also in that, you know, in the December time or whatever, in just with the start of a new year, there's always really tough games and it's colder and it's quite a lot quite a lot of games in a short period of time and you really need all players and obviously you need your star players then and now we didn't have him for eight games so yeah it was disappointing yeah and obviously that year we win the um we win the the league cup as well don't we that year as well against um cardiff cardiff yeah yeah um went on pens <laughs> against cardiff yeah um and actually he doesn't he obviously weren't involved. Was he involved in that? Oh, he was involved in that game. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, um, yeah I think so. But yeah, so it was two two. Um, Mason scores for them. We we get an equaliser with Skirtle, Skirtle and then uh, Kite gets a goal in the hundred eight minutes, and then Turner gets one in the hundred eighty, and it goes to Pens. Uh, we miss our first two, Gerard and Adam miss Pens, and then obviously they miss quite a few. Uh, Cal- Is it like Gerard's cousin or something who? 
Is it yeah, just yeah. Pussin who actually misses the last one for them? Aunt, I can't remember now. Anthony Gerrard, yeah, misses yeah. the um, yeah. the final one for us. But that yeah. was kind of like a nice little boost there because obviously we weren't we weren't a team winning trophies very often at that at that time. So that was a nice little um I don't know, just a nice little booster for us, wasn't it, at that time to just get something over the line. Even even though it was on pens, which we tend to do in finals <laughs> anyway, don't we? Yeah, and also because of obviously the League Cup and all that, but we hadn't won anything since like the 2006 Steven Gerrard FA Cup final, if you like. So this was important for, you know, the, the group of players, for our supporters to just feel that, you know, we, we don't really have the, the best team at the minute, but we can still get some silverware. You know, that that's the that's the difference with sometimes Liverpool, I would say, and, and, and other teams that are, have been in the same position. Maybe, you know, like you can say you can you can talk about Tottenham, you know, having periods of great players and some periods of not as great players. But we still tend to actually do win some trophies every now and then where they don't. And that's not being disrespectful to Tottenham. It's just that Liverpool has that kind of thing about them that we can actually go and win something, even though it's not that good at the moment. Uh, and that's what they showed when they won that League Cup and with Suarez, obviously. So it was a good, you know, um, step for us to win that cup and to hopefully, you know, go forward and upwards from that. But uh, yeah, we didn't really. We didn't win anything else with him, didn't we? But except for him scoring loads of goals, but you, it was just something that you hoped that would start something, you know, even better. Uh, but I guess there was too many players that weren't that's at the same level. I guess that you know it was hard for Suarez and the likes of Gerard to maybe you know carry on that team by themselves, and Gerard obviously also being a little bit older and all that. So yeah, like that was the only thing he um, yeah won two thousand and twelve League Cup, obviously yeah. Individual honours a different thing because he was just like like, like winning all kinds of stuff like in terms of individual quality, but that that's kind of what he was. He was just an he was just a beast, but we just couldn't get the right players around him enough to kind of make that um, better. Um, I'm clicking the wrong ones here. Uh, let's go on to so 2012, um, 13. So on the seventh of August, twenty twelve, Suarez signed a new long term contract. Um yeah, so in terms of numbers there then twelve thirteen, like f- forty four appearances and thirty goals. It's pretty like in terms of obviously the previous year, so he's played five more games, but he scored he scored he scored like what? What's that thirteen more goals, which is just incredible, isn't it? Yeah, and this is where you started to feel like, you know, where Liverpool being where we was at the time, uh a little bit scared that, you know, the the, the big the big clubs in different leagues around Europe will come in for him and actually bid, you know, money that we can't say no to at this, at, at this time. Um, so I was a little bit, you know, obviously as happy you, as you were for him scoring loads of goals and being a great striker and one of the best in the Premier League. And we, you know, felt that this is, you know, he's, he's going to take us levels. Uh, but then also you were scared for actually, you know, big clubs like Real Madrid, Barcelona, Bayern Munich or whatever to actually come in and say, hey, we have him, we have him, <laughs> you know, so, yeah, uh, I, I felt that it was great, but at the time, obviously, with Liverpool not being as good, I felt like, oh, shit, when he scored this, you know, many goals, there would be loads of clubs actually just want to buy him, <laughs> so, yeah. what can we offer for, you know, make him stay, <laughs> what can we offer? <laughs> well, that, that was always the worry, wasn't it, like, with anyone we bought who, and let's be honest, like, most of the players that we bought during that time really were like good players that had potential and we kind of gave them the platform to become yeah. what they wanted to become and it was like well, well we'll we'll happily be the stepping stone as long as you stay for us at us for three four years like Torres like Suarez yeah um, Alonso Mascherano just yeah. players like that that you know but you always knew eventually they're gonna get picked away yeah. by a bigger yeah, yeah a if bigger they were good European team yeah, if they were good with us, we knew that. But that was also, you know, I still blame the, you know, Gillette and Hicks for, you know, being, you know, the problem, uh, you know, and infected the club in that way and affected us in that way. Because if they would have been the owners that we, you know, needed at the time with the, with the team we had for a while, with Torres, Mascherano, Sabalonso, you know, we had great players. If we could have kept on going from there, we could have, you know, probably kept the players as well. 
But when things started to go downhill and we sold player after player after player, you know, I can understand that others that actually come up and, you know, try their best and you know, like Suarez score loads of goals. I, I, I can imagine, you know, they start to think like, okay, I, I'm progressing, but the team aren't progressing. So there will be clubs and more money and stuff. You know, I want to play at the biggest stages. I want to play in the Champions League. I want to win everything. At that time, when Liverpool were at the, you know, not at the same level as today, I, I can understand this. After a few seasons when the club doesn't invest in players and or can't invest in players the way we want or they were supposed to, a few players start thinking, okay, I don't have more years to give. I need to, you know, see to my own career as well. So that was what's happened with... Um, Torres, and obviously it was something that would happen with Suarez as well uh, uh, after another season. Yeah, and like just talking about the goals, I'm just going to look at a few. Like we, the, on the 19th of January in that same season, like he scored his seventh goal in three matches against Norwich after we, when we battered them 5 0 um, at Anfield, which is just like he had like a personal vendetta against um, Norwich, didn't he? It seemed like, like the amount of amount of goals he scored but the amount of like the amount of quality goals like it wasn't just like tappings it was like headers free kicks like just like the one against Newcastle like we might as well just talk about it while we're on the topic like the one against Newcastle where the ball by Jose Enrique and he just chests it and goes around the keeper and just stuff like that like goals from like 70 yards against Norwich and like the one where he like flicks it over the Norwich um, defender's head and then like half follies it like bottom corner like there's just yeah. so many goals where you're like he was arguably like the one of the best players in terms of like the all-round package in terms of like drive quality passion like just everything that you needed in a in a, in a forward and i think it's one of them like if we would have had him it was one of those players that you could go right what player will you take from any era and plonk them into this current team like just imagine like having Salah, Suarez, and Mane. Like I know Firmino, and we know how good Firmino was. But in terms of like maybe na- like a couple of years ago, just putting Suarez in there and just being like, "Go on, go on, lad, just do, do what you want to do." <laughs> it would just be it would be absolutely carnage, wouldn't it? Yeah, and and yeah, the goals he scored. You mentioned the goal against Newcastle. The technique in doing that, like to actually be able to you know control the ball in that speed and running towards goal as well <laughs> and just make it bounce down you know uh, in front of your feet go around the goalkeeper and just you know very uh, relaxed just kind of just roll it into the goal uh, that's terrific and like you said as well with Norwich uh, I went to the away game against Norwich when he scored his first hat-trick when Gerard is shouting at him for not passing him and he actually just flips the ball you know over the goalkeeper from distance and uh, it was just brilliant, the goals he scored. You couldn't believe it because you were in the crowd or you were watching on TV or wherever you were. Like It was just something that you haven't seen for a long, long time in Liverpool. We know that Torres scored amazing goals as well, but Torres actually took it to another level in terms of, you said, you know, he could score with his head. I think he scored with his head, you know, I can't remember now what, what team, but he scores just from uh, outside the box. when Just on the, just, edge of the, on the edge of the box, yeah. Yes, it's a call, whatever his name was. Um Sissoko crosses it. Well, he yeah. he like gets tackled and then kicks it in and then Suarez <laughs> yeah. just eighteen yeah, yard yeah. like edge of the eighteen yard box. His head is a top corner. Like yeah, it's just that it's things that he did and he had some free kicks as well. And sometimes I can remember. I think it was against Stoke as well. You just go like through a defender and past one, and then he just bends it around, you know, from the left hand side and bends it into the to his right corner. And uh, that might be my left. favorite one. You know, the Stoke one where at, at Stoke's place where he just takes a touch, yeah. makes the defender. And then just curls it bottom corner, and you just like, like exactly. the, the the shot alone is hard enough. Never mind taking it down, making a defender running round him like like he wasn't even there, and then curling it into the bottom corner where the keeper's got no chance. Like exactly. it's just genius, genius, wasn't it? Yeah, and I also remember I always when I get the question like so what your favorite moments when you lived in England or watched the games live and stuff like that. I I always come down to like there's a few of them, but there's always top three is the uh, Liverpool Man United game when Coach scores a hat trick because of the show that Luis Suarez has. Like yeah. as you know, I always say that it was probably one of the best games I've ever been to where the atmosphere is just you know electric and you know because. Everyone just—that's the game where he kind of presents himself to the world as a world-class player, you know, because he just—a big game against, he, the, he against just, the good side. 
Jade, he just plays with them. Like it's it's like we talked about it like before, it's like men against boys because he just go through them, he go around them, you know, they can't take the ball from him, and then he just put it on a plate for Cope, you know, who, who scores obviously in both goals as well. And I think that was the first hat trick at Anfield in both goals since like Ian Rush did it back in the nineties or eighties or whatever it was. But I just remember that kind of game where Suarez just had his show against Man United. It was a really great team at that time. And we just felt like, wow, you know, you you probably won't see this again. And then you saw all the other goals that he scored. But, you know, it's like you said, if you could pick anyone, players from Liverpool eras where you wanted them to be in the current squad, you always choose Gerard or Suarez. You know, no one else come close. It's always between them, like depending on where you need the assets, I guess, on the pitch. You know, you want to, you know, think a little bit like, okay, Suarez up front or Gerard in the middle, whatever. But it's just, for me, Gerard obviously will be the legend and the hero and the best player for Liverpool ever in terms of what he gave the club. But in terms of quality, Suarez is the best player I have ever seen in a Liverpool shirt. Yeah, and I think Gerard says this when he gets asked the question, like, who's the best player you've ever played with? And it was always Torres, 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 and Luis Suarez turns up and he goes, you know what, Suarez is like the best. Like he, and like you said, like the the Kaut hat-trick, that was like probably the shortest distance hat-trick ever. Like it was all like yeah. one yard tappings yeah, yeah. because Suarez has just rinsed the whole defence and he doesn't, doesn't have to do anything else. Um but yeah, except like, for being at the right place at the right time. Yeah, yeah. well, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what he did right there. Yeah. Like yeah. what a what a guy the Kaut was as well, what a player. Um but we're jumping all over the place here, so let's just go back to this season again. Um, yeah, sorry. Second, second, I mean, that, that's the thing. You could do a Suarez goals pod podcast for about yeah. an hour and a half and just go, right, yeah. this goal, what do you think about it? And you could just do, <laughs> do like two hours. Um, but yeah, on the 2nd of March in that same year, so we get to hat-trick against Wigan. Um, we beat them 4-0 at the DW Stadium. Uh, in doing so, we became the, only the third Liverpool player to score, tw- to score 20 Premier League goals in a single season after Robbie Fowler and Fernando Torres. And I think at that time, that was like a wow. This is like this is like a big thing, like scoring 20 in a in a season. And it was only 2nd of March. Like that's like massive. But obviously now we're used to Mane scoring 20s in a season, um, Salah doing it. So it was kind of like it's a bit more it's not it's not it's not lessened, but it's more acceptable for the Liverpool player to do that now because we're on a much better side. But back at that stage for a Liverpool player to do that, that was massive, wasn't it? Yeah, many of the goals as well, they were, you know, created on his own. Like, I know that obviously he played with Sturridge and Sterling uh, and they were great. Uh, that season where we almost made it and all that, you know, with the SAS or whatever they were called, you know, they were brilliant together and the team was good in that sense. But, you know, Suarez could create his own goals, you know, from 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 nothing really in that he just popped up and scored them like he could like we said he could score them from any kind of distance in any kind of way you know with his head or left or right foot and bend them or whatever he just scored goals from from when like it was almost like when he wanted to score them he scored them like it was like okay we need a goal I score them uh, so yeah because we weren't that good today like you say when we see Salah you know score like the amount of goals or Mane when he was with us we are a much better side. I don't take anything from them. Players, obviously, with the stats, they're brilliant. But I can, I can sense that you know Suarez didn't play in the same kind of high-level uh, team as we are now. So if he would, I don't know how many goals he might have scored. You know, in the because no. he's he because he was so aggressive and used his body and he was technical and he could score so many different goals. Like again, you don't take anything away from Salah, but you know he's. He score goals, but sometimes you don't see him score so many different goals nowadays. So I scored so many different types of goals. He'd do it on his own, though, wouldn't he? He'd, he'd, exactly. he'd literally just take people on on his own, and he'd just he'd, make, he'd he'd do like what Gerard did for us, and just grab a game by the scruff of the neck and go right. Yeah, I'm going to win this game for us by however means necessary. And obviously, that gets onto stuff we've been talking about, like the the the, the horrible stuff that he got up to. Yeah. Um. But yeah, just obviously end of that season. Um, he was one of six players named on the shortlist for the PFA um, Players Player of the Year. He came second behind Gareth Bale uh, and was named in the PFA Team of the Year. Um, second top goal scorer, uh, 23 goals. Um, and obviously, 28th of May, he was named Liverpool's Player of the Season after receiving 64% of the votes in a poll, which is probably the easiest poll we've ever had to do because he's just... But obviously, the 
we're talking about good stuff. We've got to keep talking about the bad stuff as well. Um, the second biting incident um, on the 21st of April um, 2013. Um, 2-2 draw with Chelsea. Uh, yeah, bit Branislav Ivanovic on the arm. And I think that was like, that was a mad game because when I look back at it, and I look back at it like about a couple of weeks ago, just because I was looking at the goals. So he, he gave away a pen, he set a goal up, he scored the goal, and he bit someone and got sent off. That is like, if you could, if I could pick a game to set to show to anyone and go, how name a game to describe Luis Suarez? I go, go and watch the two two Chelsea game because that is like <laughs> encapsulates all the fucking craziness and the genius at the same time, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's true. I, the thing is, I, I can't, I can't remember much from that game to be honest. I can't remember if I was watching it live or if I was watching it on TV. I can't remember. I just remember. The biting incident and uh, f- feeling of disappointment, and you know, shit, not again, and not at this time and stage. Um, so yeah, I felt like there was quite a lot of things that happened around him again, but I can't remember much from the game to be honest. It's really weird. Um, so yeah, that crazy fucking shit happens, and you're like, oh my god, like another one. He's he's done it again. Uh, and then on the twenty on the on the thirty first of May, uh, twenty thirteen, Suarez said he would be seeking an exit from Liverpool, citing excessive media attention on his family as a reason for wanting to leave. Um, on the sixth of August, after Liverpool rejected a bid of forty million pounds and one penny uh, from <laughs> Arsenal, Suarez reiterated, reiterated his wish to leave Liverpool and said Liverpool had previously promised and to allow him to transfer a club if they had failed to qualify. Um, for the 13-14 Champions League and the following day, Brendan said Liverpool had not broken any promises to Suarez and the player had shown total disrespect for the club. After that, the British press reported that Suarez had, had been instructed to train away from the Liverpool first team by Rodgers. Uh, and then on the 8th of August, Liverpool owner John W. Henry stated that Suarez would not be allowed to leave the club. What was your, what was your thoughts on all that mad shit that was going on? Uh, I was actually, yeah, I was quite concerned that he was actually going to leave Arsenal at the time because even if that bid, you know, with all this stupid kind of thing with one pence and all that, but, you know, if he wanted to leave and Arsenal uh, were quite good, you know, at that time as well. So I thought, you know, maybe he wanted to just go because of all the troubles and, you know, they were talking about stuff with his family and all that kind of stuff. But when, when, when a player starts to become that kind of person towards the club, it's sometimes hard to, you know, turn it around and go go on from it. We see we've seen it with some players that you know you you be able to rescue their damage that has been done. Like there was, you know, Wayne Rooney incident in Man United. We we had a Gerard incident, you know, with Hidden and Chelsea stuff. And it was because they were icons and stuff. But I thought like when Suarez did it's like I felt like, oh, with all the incidents that happened, the club might see the way to actually get money for him and get rid of him instead of having to um always, you know, clean up after him because of all these stupid things that he's done. So I was a little bit scared because I thought, you know, I didn't want to lose him because obviously with all the bad things he's done, he's still the, one of the greatest players that I've ever seen. Um, so, yeah, that was my take on it. But obviously it didn't happen and I'm very happy for Arsene Wenger being still, a, you know, a, a bitter Frenchman. <laughs> <laughs> And obviously the 13, let's just get the stats up for the, um, not that one, Mick, what am I doing? Uh, yeah, 13-14 season is just crazy levels, like 31 goals in 37 um, appearances. And I think obviously that's not even including the stats, which I think takes it like to Sutton, Sutton mental, like the, the stats and the, uh, not the stats, sorry, the assists and the goals yeah. as a collective in the in the amount of games he played. That was like a, I don't know. I don't. I didn't think he'd go up at another level, but that thirteen fourteen season, he seemed to be just, just amazing. He was just amazing, wasn't he? Again, yeah. We can always talk about obviously uh, Leo Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo being the best two players that we ever seen in modern eras of football, and probably the best ever anyway. Uh, but then at that time, you look at them being great. But then obviously in the same, you know, you talk about Luis Suarez, you know, in the same terms at that time because he was that great and he was playing in a team that were not Barcelona or Real Madrid at the time 
you know, he scored so many goals and helped us, you know, you know, achieve achieve things on the pitch and actually, you know, make us better for uh, for the time that he was there, and especially the you know the last season when we um, were fighting for the title, even though no one really, you know, probably considered us being a, a top team in the sense of fighting for the title. But still, he did all that. A lot of by himself. We were a good team. We had storage uh, as well. Scored many nice goals, but Suarez was just something different. And yeah, I just have great memories from that season. Even though it, you know, it ended with a with sadness in one way. Uh, I just remember all the games that he was so involved in. In, in not, not just only scoring, but it was it's like the Arsenal game when we went up like four nil in I don't know twenty minutes or whatever it was. And that shot he had, you know, that went into the post against. I just want to, if he would have scored that, that would probably be one of the greatest goals I've ever seen because of the way he just, you know, turned his body and just hit that ball so cleanly. So, uh, yeah, it's just, it was just amazing that scene, except for losing the title in the end. Yeah, because obviously we talked about the um, Ivanovic thing and he got a, he got a 10 game, is it a 10 game ban for that, didn't he? Um, so he didn't return to the Liverpool team um, until the, um, League Cup game against Man United in September, so he missed a chunk of the season there as well. In terms of like getting the game time, and like you said, the, the amount of goals, yeah, the one that you said the one against Arsenal where he hits the post, like I've never the noise when that ball hits the post is just like oh my god, and it's only up it's alongside like Carragher's like final game against QPR, where if that goes in, it's one of those yeah. goals that like, if it goes in, you're like that is just absolutely. Luis Suarez all over and it's just like um so on the twenty yeah, on the twenty sixth of October he scored his fourth Premier League hat trick and his first at Anfield uh, in a four one defeat of um West Brom, which I think is the one where he scores that mad header. I think I think that's the game where is it the game where Sturridge scores the lob with the absolutely amazing lob. Might be wrong, but there's just so many goals. <laughs> just like they all blend into one. Yeah. There's just so many. If I'm yeah. wrong, just let me know. Um, that was just another one. Like, and it says, yeah, according to the BBC, he has scored a hat trick every 20, 20 plus three Premier League matches, which is the best rate of all 46 players to have scored more than one treble in the top tier. Not surprising because he seemed to score a hat trick all <laughs> exactly. the time. And then, obviously, another one was um, 4th of December, he scored four goals against Norwich and a 5 1 home win. And became the first player in Premier League history to score three hat tricks against the same club, and took his scoring record against Norwich to eleven goals in five matches. Like it was, he was just doing stuff that you were like, at, when you're in the moment, you're like, this is unbelievable. But it's not surprising. But now that you've got like, you've we've had time to look back on it, you're like, it was fucking yeah. craziness. It was crazy levels of quality, weren't it? Yeah, what was the name of the goalie in Norwich? Ruddy, or what was it? Was it Ruddy? Uh, Ruddy yeah. 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 He must have been like, oh, you know, as soon as, yeah, as soon as you know, playing Liverpool, it's like, oh no, not again. And then he scores his first, like, oh fuck, not again. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it must be, it must be so tough to be like, oh, you can't be bothered. Yeah, but yeah, you know, it's it's weird to look back now and seeing the levels that we have had with Jurgen Klopp and all the you know nice silverware that we won under Klopp and with the plays that we had that. You know, Luis Suarez actually played for us and scored so many brilliant goals. And you just wonder what he would have been like to play in this team now. You know, you just you can't. You know, I know. You know, you can never look back and be like, "Oh, what, what's happened? Happened?" And the past is the past. But it's that's one of the, you know, I would say regrets that you couldn't see Suarez in a team uh, like we have now. Because obviously, when he were in Barcelona, he was great for them as well. Scored many goals, and he had, you know, all these. Playmates with Messi and Neymar and all them kind of players, you know, Savin yesterday, you know, can't go wrong. But, you know, if he could have been in this kind of team, you know, been in the Premier League and scored many goals, he's, he's, he would be, you know, up there. He's still up there with one, you know, one of the best ever. But, you know, he would probably been like a top three best players in the Premier League ever if he if he could have stayed and played in a, in a better team. I think he's still one of the best. But I don't know. Yeah. In terms of like a top 10. Yeah, yeah. I think he, in terms of like individual seasons, I think that the season we're talking about now is like, like just crazy. Like the amount of goals they scored. Like on when we beat Hull on the first of January, 
2014. He became the first Liverpool player to score 20, 20 or more goals in successive Premier League seasons since Fowler did it in like 94, 95 to 96, 95, 96. So he was just doing stuff that was like and matching records that had been around for like 20 years that hadn't been touched. Uh, and then he equaled Andy Cole's Premier League record for the earliest date to reach the 20 goal mark. But by, but and he beat that because he'd done it as a record low of 15 matches. And it's just stuff like that where you're like, he was just like ticking. He was like, what can I beat next? Like quickest, yeah. most goals against the club, like quickest to get to 20, um, to match records that have been going for like 20 years. He was just, he was doing everything. And in the fact that obviously he missed games as well because of the um, suspension. But in terms of like just scoring goals and getting assists, like that season was... It's one of those that I always look back on, and I think obviously 08, 09, before Suarez was around, was one of them that you thought this was going to be the one in terms of getting over the line finally and get, getting these players and Gerrard especially and Carragher like a Premier League medal. But the 13, 14 season I thought was like more. We were we were we were a crazy team because like we would just concede goals for fun, but we we always knew we'd score one more, and that was like it was fun to watch, but albeit like. Probably uh, aged as all about five years or ten. Exactly, years. it was emotionally. I was emotionally drained after that season. Like the the way we flew, you know, in the league, the way we played, the way we scored, and like you said, we always scored more, obviously, than we uh, conceded. But you know, the the way we battled it out with Man City all the way, the feelings, you know, and the the feelings of this might be it, you know, especially like you said for. Uh, for Gerard and all that kind of stuff, like come on, let let it be this season. But afterwards, when sadly it was lost, and you felt, you know, you just emotionally drained, and I, I felt really bad after that season. To be honest, I, I probably didn't feel as bad like now when Liverpool uh, missed out with one point. It's disappointing, but I know still we're in a really good place with Jurgen Klopp, and we got great players and all that kind of stuff. But back then, you felt like if Suarez didn't win that season. I just had a feeling that, you know, he was going to leave because he wanted to leave like the season before with a little bit of struggling, you know, and stuff on that was going on. And now he's shown that he's, you know, especially that season, like the last season we scored so many goals, he's shown that he, he's, you know, one of the best in the world and there will be other clubs coming in for him and he probably don't want to stay another season because now he want to take the ne- next step. So I felt, you know, sad that we didn't win and couldn't win for him, obviously. And Gerard, um so yeah, the feelings were like, okay, that was it. Now he's gone. Yeah, and it was just one of them. Like he was just, it just seemed to go by so fast. Like his time, because it was obviously it was loads of highs, loads of lows. So you kind of like at the end of it, we were like, oh, like oh my god, this is like tiring in a good way because he was so crazy. But <laughs> it was just like winning his matches and scoring just crazy goals. And I know that that kind of covers. I know we're missing probably loads of stuff there that are Liverpool related, but I just want to get on to because I've just got a few Barcelona like stats and stuff that I thought we'd go into just because he he went on to become like I mean I mean I know he played against us um, a few times and was just a top knobhead, but that was he was a top knobhead for us. But when he's your knobhead, it's fine. But when he's not yeah. your knobhead anymore, it's not <laughs> it's not the same, is it? But it's not as funny. <laughs> it's not as funny. But like if you let me just get rid of that little banner, it's blocking the it's blocking the numbers. There we go. Um, so yeah, like first season twenty five in forty three. Look at this, Christian. Second season fifty nine <laughs> in fifty three. Like yeah. That is fucking ridiculous, isn't it? Yeah, you know, and as I said, you know, he 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 reached levels in Liverpool in a team that weren't that. It, obviously, the last season with Sturridge and Sterling, although we, we were good, we had quite a good team, uh, to be honest. But when he had, you know, his um, other players around him like Messi and Iniesta, Savi, and all them, you know, and Neymar, you know, obviously he was going to score because he was a he was a proper striker, even though he had different kind of um, skills, but he was a goal scorer. He showed it for us. And obviously in Barcelona with that team they had, you know, I I just knew that he was going to score loads of goals. I wasn't surprised when he's just, you know, after the first season, just scoring goals for fun for them because they were brilliant at that time. Yeah. I know. It's just like, it's just one of them. Like you were watching them do it and you're like, I wish it was in Phil <laughs> yeah, yeah. Red, you know what I mean? Of course, yeah. But uh, yeah, like 59 and 53, 37 and 51, 31 and 51, 25 and 49, and then 21 and 36. Um, And like, 
I think I've got his yeah, so like his honors there. Mm. So you can see not much for Liverpool, unfortunately, <laughs> but like so it's that four four La Ligas for Barca, a Champions League, four Copa del Reyes, two um two Super Copa, Super Cup and a Club World Cup. And that, that's mm. not even factoring in all his individual awards, which are just like I couldn't even fit them on the screen. There's that many because he was just crazy levels of good. But then there's there's also this one as well, which is um yeah, the top goal scorers for um for Barcelona, which is that in itself, I I, I just find that mind blowing. Like because I think when someone leaves like that, you kind of just go, I'll keep an eye on what he's doing, but you don't want to focus too much on it because you're like, well, you want him, you you wish you were doing it for our club rather than someone else. But the fact that he, he was obviously at Barca for what six years to get 198 goals in 283 games is just and to be third in there all time goal scorer list that's that's something that's something incredible isn't it yeah and you just look at obviously you've got Messi there and you've got some uh, Rodriguez as well from back in the you know far back in 1942 to 1955 where you can't you know know what was going on with football at that time <laughs> but you know to actually be at that level you know you wouldn't take anything away from anyone but I would put, you know, Suarez a second there because obviously with CSR Rodriguez might have been a great, great player. But that's so, you know, long back when football was totally different. Uh, and you look at obviously with Messi, he was, you know, Messi is Messi. But Suarez with playing in, in Barcelona uh, from 2014 to 2020 and score the amount of goals in just 283 games. And, you know, it's a... It's a brilliant level, you know. It's something that you don't see that often. So that, yeah, now that's that's great. And I just like, like you said, I wish it was for Liverpool. <laughs> <laughs> I know the crazy bastard. I wish it was. Um, but yeah, like I think we've, I mean, we've done like an hour there. So I think that's, I mean, we could do, like we said, like an, another hour on his goals and another yeah. hour on his, yeah, on his goals for Barcelona, on his goals for Liverpool. Like just could could yeah. add though that the way he actually left Barcelona, I felt really sad for him because he felt he was treated, you know, with disrespect. But he left yeah. for Atletico Madrid and went on to win the La Liga with them. So yeah, it was good. That was good. Well, that exactly. was happy for him. Yeah, because I think in this, um, yeah, you can see at the bottom there, like. 21 goals in 38 yeah and then 13 in 45 which obviously isn't as good it isn't it isn't, it isn't Luis Suarez level but like you said to get the the honors that he did in at the clubs that he was at is just so yeah they can see there La Liga um for Atletico Madrid which is like yeah. he left in a bit of a weird way like you said but still went on to Exactly. See, whatever he went he just he could drag a team to the level that he wanted to be at and yeah. win stuff I really like that because of the way he left Barcelona. You know, he, you know, I, I, I'm not an expert on what happened, but you know, I just felt that Barcelona, after what he gave them, obviously wasn't treated with respect that he should have been. And then he went to Atletico Madrid and went on to score loads of goals for them in that season and win the, the La Liga after he left Barcelona. I, I like that because it's kind of showed like you shouldn't have let me go that easily or treat me this way because wherever I go, I just make sure you know the this silverware. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I like that. You know, it's a winning mentality. It's just yeah, this is what that's, I do. That's Louis Suarez all over, isn't it? Though that's the, yeah. that's the thing why we why we loved him for um for the like the three years we had him. He was just absolutely yeah, and amazing. one of the best cop songs as well. Oh, of course, what a tune! <laughs> what a tune! Like that that oh, that one God. and the Torres one. Yeah, what a two like especially because they like they both came in at a time where you could think, oh, are we gonna go like? we're going to be worse off here and then we just create a song and then the player is just amazing and the song's amazing and it just all comes together as like a perfect combination and you're like yeah this is good and it's like yeah just like yeah. being on the cop with them songs just smashing dead loud it was boss yeah. Um, but yeah let's I mean that was episode one of uh, player profiles and obviously done Louis Suarez because I just thought that was a proper loads of stuff to talk about like loads of boss stuff loads of not so good stuff, but just kind of all goes into the man that is Luis Suarez in terms of what a crazy genius he was. Um, but yeah, let do let us know if what do we want to do next? Because obviously we're going to do try and do these as much as we can. Obviously we've we've done this one because there's been no footy for like about four years, and I feel like half I'm of our lives just so bored. <laughs> and we thought let's just do like a show about like something random that we can we've both lived through and. Um, 
I thought that would be a good one to start, but yeah, I might put a poll up on Twitter, like if you want us to do like Torres or like Gerard or even like further back, like Machmanamans or um, Fowlers, Carragher's, yeah. Pipia, Finnan, Risa. Yeah, there's loads. <laughs> so we could we could do as many, but yeah, if you if you did like it, do let us know um, and like and subscribe. Um, we would really Hussein. appreciate it. What was that? Sorry, Glenn Hussein. <laughs> Oh yeah, we'll, yeah. What's it? I mean, yeah. How long would that take? <laughs> I don't know. It wouldn't be an we'll hour, see. would there? Yeah, let's see. <laughs> but we might, we might. If if we get enough know. people asking for it, then we we might do it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, if you did like it, do like and um, and subscribe as well. If you if you're listening on audio, then yeah, do the same. Give us a review. Leave us a rating. It all helps. It all helps towards the algorithms i mean i'm not sure that it does but it might it it must do it must do so just do it anyway if you if you fancy it uh but yeah that was episode one um louis suarez the mad bastard but he was he was a boss mass bad a boss mad bastard let me teeth in um yeah been joined by christian and mick and uh that was good that and yeah if let us do like i said do let us know i'm gonna stop rambling on now let us know you you want us to do next and we'll uh we'll try and do it as soon as we can um nice one up the reds Podcast Network.